Boy, it's been a frigid week, hasn't it? I think I'm still warming up from the midnight mass last night, driving home. <laughs> Even for us in Minnesota, this has been quite a long stretch of really, really cold days, and it's days when you just don't want to leave the house, right? You just want to stay home, maybe put a blanket around you, curl up, maybe, maybe watch some streaming online, maybe, maybe a little bit of binging going on. I don't know if anybody has been binging your favorite shows the last few days, but... One of my favorite shows to watch on streaming is called The Chosen. Anybody heard of that or seen that show called The Chosen? A few people here have. It's been called the most binge-worthy religious series online. It's a show about Jesus. They're still making it right now, different seasons. And what I love about it is that, like, to me, most depictions of Jesus in the film are pretty bad. Like, Jesus is very, like, stuffy. He doesn't have emotions. He, like, doesn't, can't, like, relate to people. It's just, like, kind of weird. And I get it, because if you're trying to portray Jesus, like, he's a person who lived on earth. He's the eternal God, fully divine, and yet he's human like us in all things but sin. And, like, how does that work? So it's a challenge for sure, but I love that in The Chosen, Jesus is definitely someone unique who stands among humankind, but he's got emotions. He has a sense of humor, a personality. As people are interacting with him, you're like, I can kind of see how this would have been how it worked like 2,000 years ago. Uh, And it's really, really fascinating to be taken into the world of the Bible in this show called The Chosen. So today on Christmas morning, I want to share with you just a little bit of the very first show of The Chosen, the pilot episode. It's called The Shepherd. It takes place on on Christmas Eve. And it's just amazing how it can reveal to us what this day is all about. So that pilot episode, it begins with a bunch of shepherds 2,000 years ago. And they're walking towards a city, and they're all just like weather-worn and dirty, and they're they're very poor. Shepherds are poor. And they're bringing these little lambs with them to sell in the marketplace. There's one shepherd among them whose name is Simon. And Simon, he's got a bum leg. It's a disability. He's always dragging it. He, he has a crutch he has to use all the time. And so he's just hopping along, trying to keep up with everyone else. And they go into the city of Bethlehem to sell these lambs. Now, the lambs have to be religiously inspected because they're going to be used, if they're good enough, for sacrifice to God, to honor God, worship God. So they're all going one by one, and Simon brings his lamb to this Pharisee who is inspecting the lamb. And as he's looking it over to make sure it's, it's a spotless lamb, Simon has questions about God. He's asking this, this authority figure, he's like, do you believe in the Messiah? And, and, and what's he going to be like? And, and when will he come? When will, when will the Messiah come? And as the Pharisee is looking over this lamb, he, he looks at it and stops and looks at Simon with disgust. He says, why did you bring me this? This is not a spotless lamb. And he turns it over, and the lamb has like a, a wound on its shoulder. It's got some dried blood. It's kind of nasty. It's definitely not worthy of God. So he gives the lamb back to him, and he says, do you know why the Messiah hasn't come yet? It's people like you. You people and your stains. So Simon is just crushed and slinks away, just sad, angry. When he's in the marketplace, a man and a woman walk by him, and they're looking for water. 
They're thirsty. They're travelers. So Simon just gives him a drink from his own canteen, tells him where the well is, and wishes him a good day. He notices that the woman's pregnant. Keep on walking. It's Mary and Joseph, but he has no idea who they are. They're just people. And so they split, and Simon goes back to the fields, and now it's in the dead of night. The shepherds are eating dinner. Simon's all the way over here. His buddies are over here because Simon is, is ashamed. He's brought this honor upon all the shepherds for not noticing that this lamb wasn't good enough. It was stained, blemished, not enough for God. And there in the middle of the night, the angels come in blazing glory to tell them that a child has been born who's Christ and Lord. He's in Bethlehem. Go and see right now. And it's incredible how they portray the angels and just the the awe and the mystery. The angels leave and all the shepherds at the same time look at each other and just like start cracking up. It's like the joy of Christmas. They're like, oh my gosh, something incredible is happening. Let's go see. So they're all running back to Bethlehem, back to the city. And there's Simon just hobbling along with his crutch, just like trying to make it. And then this, this isn't in the Bible, but this is really cool, is that as he's hobbling along, Simon is miraculously healed in his leg at that moment. He keeps on kind of walking on it, jogging on it, running on it, and it's kind of like a far Gump little uh, motif, right? He throws his crutch away, he doesn't need it, and he just begins sprinting with the other shepherds to look for this child. So they get to Bethlehem, and they, they come across this stable, and inside is a man and his wife and, and, and a newborn child, and the shepherds, they just run in through the door, delirious with joy. And Joseph turns around from the mother and child and begins to protect his family. He's like, who are these people? He puts his arms up. He's like, ready to fight. And the shepherds come in, and they're talking over each other, trying to explain, like, what's happening, like, in just this jumble of words, like, this angel, we got this message, this child is a, is, is a savior. And Joseph doesn't know, he doesn't know anything about them. He's like, who are you? And all the shepherds are asking to hold the child. Can I hold the baby? Can I hold him? They've been waiting for a deliverer for Israel. And Joseph just is in defense mode, but then he looks and he sees Simon, the shepherd. And he remembers him from the marketplace. And he remembers how he gave his his wife a drink of water and and he was kind to him. And all of a sudden, he he puts his arms down. Joseph kind of like calms down. He takes in the moment, and he picks up the child Jesus, and he gives him into Simon's hands to be the first one to hold him. There, Simon the shepherd is is holding God in his very hands, the first one. Now, the shepherds leave the stable, and they go and run into Bethlehem to tell everyone they can what's happened. They're just finding anybody in the city in the middle of the night to wake them up, to talk to them about, about what's happened, about the message, about this child. They're just full of joy. And then Simon is with them. He turns around a corner and runs straight into the Pharisee. And the Pharisee recognizes him from earlier in the day. He says, you again? Didn't I tell you to never come back here until you found me a spotless lamb? Well, where is it? And Simon just looks back 
and just smiles. He just smiles. And the episode's over. It's so perfect. It's so beautiful. You know, again, a lot of these things aren't in the scriptures. This is fleshing out the story. But, like, I can see it kind of happening this way. And Simon, he smiles, this beautiful smile, because he has found the spotless lamb beyond all others. He's found the one whom God has sent into the world who is unstained, unblemished, perfect, to give his life so that we might live forever and be saved from death. I think what's so beautiful about that episode, I mean, there's a lot of great things. There's, there's, you know, how they portray the angels giving the message, which is just so glorious. There's the little kind of thing about Simon's leg being healed and throwing away his crutch and being able to run to Bethlehem. It's beautiful. You know, the little gift of God right there. But I think on this Christmas Day, what's even more instructive for us is something else. That at the very end of the scene when Simon is just smiling at the Pharisee, you can tell that between the morning and the nightfall, he's a different person. He's totally changed. He's gone from being Simon, the poor shepherd, with, with a bum leg, and who's poor, and whose who's offering is rejected in the marketplace, and is just trying to make it through life, He's now gone to Simon, who is standing straight up. He's looking the Pharisee in the face with joy. He's not even angry. He's not even like, like trying to get like revenge. Like, I'll prove you right. Who's the bigger man? Like, he doesn't even care about that anymore. He's full of joy. He's a changed man because God has given him a gift. God has come close to him, not because of his own merits, not because of his own deeds or that he has life altogether, God comes to him because he loves Simon. He wants to reveal himself to this man who before was just a shepherd, just a nobody, but now he's been chosen by God to hold God in his hands. And he's not ashamed of this Pharisee. He's not ashamed of of what's happened before in life. He's not ashamed before God. He's not self-concerned. He is full of joy, and he'll tell anybody about it. He'll tell the whole city about it. That God has given him this gift. That God has chosen him for love. That's the whole point of the title of the show. It's not just like some people are chosen. It's like God chooses all of us here to be changed by his love. God can come into each of our lives and change us to be unashamed and to be able to stand before anybody, to stand before God, knowing that his mercy has cleansed me of my sins and cleansed me of my stains. Because, friends, the truth is, all of us in some way are stained. All of us are broken in some way. All of us have sinned and chosen not to love God and neighbor. But the good news is that the kindness and generous love of God appeared in our world. Not because of our righteous deeds, but because of his mercy. And if we accept that gift and let that little gift of Jesus come close to us in our lives, we'll be changed. And you and I will know who who we really are. 
not who the world thinks I am, not even who I think I am, but I'll really know who I am in the eyes of God. Chosen for eternal life, meant to live a life of joy and peace. So friends, on this Christmas day, do you know Jesus? Have you experienced this friendship? Do you know that you are chosen for an incredible destiny and that God is drawing close to you at this very second? Today, he knocks on the door of our hearts. He wants to find a place in our lives. And the beginning of that is simply to say, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, come into my life. You show up, Lord, where I least expect you. But you change me and you make me new. In a moment, as we celebrate the Eucharist, God will actually come once again to be held in our hands. He becomes so small and so humble in the Blessed Sacrament, and we receive him into our hands and into our flesh. This morning, let us invite the Lord into our lives. Let's allow Jesus to choose us to to be and accept our calling as chosen and beloved by God. Let's say, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, come into my life today.